0: Prospect Coffee opened its baseball-themed doors this week. Ventura was abuzz with excitement around their delicious bourbon vanilla latte, dubbed the Ventucky. Prospect is owned by Ojai native brother team Derek and Blake Ulrich. Derek told the Ventura County star, As brothers who are close in age, we have a lot of lively discourse, a lot of friendly arguments, and the only thing we talk about more than coffee is baseball. Hats off to the brother team for creating a business that pays homage to their two passions and it's just quirky enough for our funky seaside town.
1: (laughs) I'm from here. Here's the story. Welcome back to the Townies Podcast. I am Kim Maxwell, and I am a Townie. I am a townie who loves other people's stories. I teach a weekly writing and performance workshop here in my ridiculously small fishbowl of a town nestled in the foothills of Ventura County. And for 25 years, the raw and vulnerable musings of my brilliant and courageous students have sent me home filled with hope. Some of my beloved students are seasoned professionals. Some have never even been on a stage before. But there they are, up in front of a live audience, flinging themselves and their brand new words into the abyss. Their reward? They have been heard. They matter. Their words matter. And the audience? Well, they have just officially been granted permission to do the same. To go out there somewhere and take a big old risk. And that is the sacred exchange between terrified storyteller and gracious audience member. Permission. I love people's stories, because stories are what connect us. This is the Townies Podcast. Welcome to the neighborhood. Episode 17, Breakfast of Champions. Kicking off this week's episode, Delicious Easy Recipes, written and performed by Stella Slaughter. Back at school for her junior year at Boston University, Stella is making us all proud as a film and television major. Last year, Stella went abroad to London, bringing the townie spirit with her all the way across the pond.
0: Gwyneth Paltrow is my everything (laughs) she is such an inspiration to me and the other members of my cookbook club when we read my father's daughter delicious easy recipes celebrating family and togetherness last may our meeting went 45 minutes over schedule because we were so immersed in recreating her fun and delicious recipes i had to walk home i drank so much chardonnay organic latte with Australian goat's milk and just, like, a dash of Vietnamese cinnamon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Stefan. Who's your little name tag. It's so continental. <laughs> oh, you're from Des Moines. Nice place. Anywho, uh, <laughs> Gwen was such a major part of my life. She pushes me to be better. She told me which organic wine bars to seek out in Paris if I ever go there. I'd never been because my husband never had the time. And he how miraculously found the time when he took his new wife, Rachel, on their honeymoon last month. Which I'm fine with. I'm so happy that he found someone else to share his life with. She's actually sitting right over there. What? No, I did not follow her here. I know. This, this is a total coincidence. I live right nearby in San Diego, which I know doesn't sound that close to Santa Monica. But honestly, Am. The track is so fast and the car rental place is right next to it. It's like, you know, bam, Third Street Promenade, here I am. <laughs> anyway, back to Gwyneth. She made me realize how unnecessary sunscreen is when she pointed out that the sun can't be bad because it's natural. <laughs>
2: she, helped the
0: she helped me gain the courage to tell my friend Tina what an intolerable drunk she is when she mentioned that drunk people are the idiot people and she's the normal one because she doesn't drink more than like a glass of wine every few nights, that's usually how I am too. Uh, I mean, every once in a while I'll drink a little more, but never to the point that Gwyneth would find degrading. <laughs> she is so much better than everyone else. It's it's something to aspire to. Focusing on living the goop lifestyle has allowed me to finally focus on myself and not the 23-year-old Pilates instructor my husband knocked up and married. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> She's so fun and lively and adventurous. <laughs> They're a great couple. I mean, when we were married, I couldn't get them to leave the house. House, but she's got him doing Pilates and hot yoga and break dance classes because apparently he's transformed into a 17 year old girl who wanted to try something new and fun. <laughs> no, no, it's been really great for him. And Gwyneth was so understanding about Chris Martin dating Jennifer Lawrence, so I chose to be really understanding of John and Rachel. I'm focusing on myself and my own. Personal development as a multilinguistic, culinarily diverse, confident professional woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're probably thinking, Linda, isn't the goop lifestyle really expensive? And I'll admit that it can be. <laughs> the $2,500 vacuum and board she convinced me to buy for my step nephew's bar mitzvah did make a little hole in my pocket, but it was so worth it to receive his sweet thank you text. <laughs> and yes, maybe her recommendations could be seen as a little out there. I mean, the Vagina seams do make me a little uncomfortable, but they're so worth it because I know that they're balancing my pH and making me feel more aligned spiritually <laughs> I bet Skankella over there wouldn't even consider steaming her vagina because there's no van scene seam that's gonna get that vagina balanced <laughs> That was inappropriate. Uh, they're really sweet and John and I are better now that we've consciously uncoupled <laughs> That's another thing Gwyneth taught me about Divorce and failed marriage are such nasty words, but consciously uncoupling reflects John's in my mutual decision to separate. <laughs> we had our own reasons. I wanted to spend more time with myself and on my projects, and he wanted to shack up with an infant, but you know, <laughs> the reasons aren't important. What's important is that it was a mutual decision, and I'm doing great. I'm using this opportunity to grow as a person. Not literally, like Rachel over there, who still drinks caffeine even though she's pregnant because she's 14 and they didn't cover in eighth grade health class last year. (laughs) No, she's so nice. (laughs) And she can do whatever she wants to with her body. She certainly does whatever she wants to with my husband's body. (laughs) Which she is totally allowed to do because he is her husband now. You know, maybe I should be getting out there too. Actually. Do you want to grab a drink sometime? No, no, me neither. I don't I I just thought I'd ask because I sense some sort of chemistry between us, like maybe we could be friends and occasionally have sex. Or not, but probably lots of sex, like all the time. Especially after Game of Thrones on Sunday. Do you watch Game of Thrones? It's great. I really enjoy. Okay, I've got to go. And I know that it looks like I'm following her because she's leaving right now, too, but I'm not. I actually have to go to um, tango lessons. Uh, There's a studio right across the street, a tango studio. Uh, So I've got to get to my class. But um, do you want me to leave my number? No, I don't want your number either. So. <laughs> uh, but I really enjoyed our time together, and I'm just going to leave my card, you know, for, um, for business purposes. So, uh, <laughs> bye, Stefana, and, uh, and I'll see you later with the, with the cha-cha-cha. And the sh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: You just heard from Stella Slaughter. Theodore, written and performed by Journey Zephyr. A second time up to bat on the Townies podcast for this talented filmmaker. Raised in our tiny hamlet of Ojai, California, Journey grew up just down the street from my house. He has had a hand and heart in every one of my artistic endeavors since he was old enough to walk down the street and into my theater. A townie for reals.
3: (sighs) Theodore entered his childhood home the same way he had for six Christmas gatherings prior, with caution and a flask. His mother and father gleefully welcomed their second son home with kisses, hugs, and cautioning to please try and not knock over Moo, the recently stuffed family dog, and, and arguably Theodore's first real friend. We really should have bought another one for the holidays, sighed Todd, Theodore's father. The kids love them. After removing his coat and shoes, he was ushered into the family room by a flurry of holiday sweaters, whiskey breath and the squeaky voices of his little relatives overjoyed at the sight of another big kid to harass and emotionally manipulate on behalf of a collectively unstoppable sweet tooth. (laughs) Once the excitement and greetings had died down, most of the family and guests returned to their respective conversations. We've cleared out Aunt Martha's room, so you can stay the night there, Theodore's mother, Grace, informed him. The smell is so much better now. I was just up there last weekend. (laughs) Theodore opened his mouth to tell her that he had already booked a hotel just a few blocks away, that his luggage was already resting cozily next to a complimentary copy of Gideon's Bible, that she really should have expected this after last year's incident with, with Uncle Harvey's night terrors, but he was cut short. <laughs> ee! Screamed a painfully familiar voice. Cousin, cousin, you're home! Eee! Hi, Teresa!
2: <laughs>
3: Said Theodore, greeting his older cousin. It's so good to see. Theodore's nose wrinkled. Is, is something burning? I'll, I'll go check on the roast. His father quickly volunteered. I was just working on my dissertation upstairs, Teresa informed him. I'm probably going to call it A Brief History of Sexual Transgressions Within the King James Bible as understood through contemporary <laughs> Mandarin and Cantonese translations. I, I might shorten it I don't know. <laughs> how, how long have you been here? Oh, I, I just walked in the door, no, no worries. And, and Anna, could she make it? Oh, uh, no. Nope. No. <laughs> she, she said she might not. You guys didn't break up yet, did you? <coughs> Theodore began to cough intensely. <coughs> no, uh, no, ex- excuse, no. Uh, I mean, we're taking a little break. You, you mean you're taking a break up? <sighs> Does someone else smell smoke? Anyone? Uh, d- dad, Dad, is the roast okay? Theodore yelled, eager to change the subject. I, I couldn't help but notice you deleted your Facebook, and she changed her relationship status. Are, are you holding up okay? How is she taking it? A plume of smoke billowed into the room as Todd returned from the kitchen. Theodore began waving his hands in front of his face to clear the smoke. Jesus, is everything okay? Theodore asked. Everything's fine, son. Uh, everything's fine. I actually have been writing a lot with her. She's really an amazing person, said Teresa. With, with Anna? What? But how? Wait, d- Dad, Dad, that sure is a lot of smoke. Mom, Mom, do you see this? Listen to your father, Theo, Grace called from the other room. Yeah, we started corresponding over the summer, actually, Teresa continued. What are you talking about? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're engaged, actually. Uh, we, we've been Skyping a lot, and she says your depression really gets her down, and that I stimulate her intellect. Not knowing what to feel or how to respond, Theodore was alarmed to see flames billowing out of the kitchen door. Fire, fire. There's a fire. We need an extinguisher. Wait, we need to get out of here. Where well, There's a fire, Theodore screamed at the top of his lungs. She was worried you'd raise your voice. There's really no need to be dramatic, cuz. We're all adults now. Calm down, son, calm down. What's all this fuss, his mother asked. Mom, the kitchen is burning. Don't you see the smoke? Don't you smell it? What are you talking about, Ted, his father asked. Son, don't you think we'd notice our own home burning? We need to call 911. It's spreading. Well, that seems a little extreme to me, Theodore. Don't you think that's extreme, Todd? There was a bursting sound in the kitchen, and flames began to lick the dining room table.
1: (laughs) And that was Journey Zephyr. Coming up, Jody Brandt. Gloria Mealy and Lily Brown when the Townies Podcast continues. Hayward Nerds, join us on Saturday, September 30th for the first ever Townies Block Party live from Topa Mountain Winery in lovely downtown Ojai. Admission is free and the festivities begin at 6.30 p.m. with music by Tom Lennon and the hilarious and soulful original stories performed live by some of your favorite neighbors and friends as heard right here on the Townies podcast. Topa Mountain's incredible wine and hard cider selection and El Charo's famous made-to-order rotisserie tacos, churros, and more will be available for purchase. So grab a friend and a lawn chair if you've got one and come share the pink moment with us at the Townies Block Party live from Topa Mountain Winery, Saturday, September 30th at 6:30 p.m. For more information about the best party in town. Please visit thetowniespodcast.org. And now, The Whole Enchilada by Jody Brandt from her album Bad Way.
4: Some men try and get their fill by doing the buffet line. Later, you'll be sorry, boy. How you choose to die What you need is you Some real soul food Something feeling Something fine New York dish And baby come and pile me high You know my name
1: To learn more about the music and performers featured on the Townies podcast, please visit thetowniespodcast.org. Pumpkin Spice Predicament, written and performed by Gloria Mealy, a Ph.D. toting leadership coaching clinical psychologist mother of one. Gloria and I met in 2012 through Women's Economic Ventures when, as my teacher, she helped me get ready to launch Kim Maxwell's studio. Forever grateful to my birthday twin, Gloria.
5: Where's my purse? My phone! Oh my God, I left it out there. I can't believe this. Why did I stop? I can't believe I'm going down over a pumpkin spice latte. The appeal and popularity of pumpkin spice latte has become so pervasive that I just can't get enough. It evokes the season with the smells and tastes of fall. Oh, the nutmeg, ginger, and cinnamon. The creamy, sweet, warm goodness that creates the autumnal equinox in a cup and now here I am locked in a bathroom hiding in a stall in a coffee shop somewhere off the 405 (sighs) take a sip and hear the leaves crunching under your feet (laughs) feel the chill in the air (sighs) even if you're on a concrete patio in a strip mall and it's 90 degrees in late October in San Clemente (laughs) feel the chill run down your spine (laughs) Maybe that's from the shooter next door. Oh, God, it's okay, it's okay. The door's locked. I locked it. I haven't heard any more gunshots. Lots of sirens, though. And that damn helicopter. They must still be looking for him. I wish I knew what was going on out there. Oh, my God, I have to keep it together. Gloria, Gloria, calm down, calm down. Uh. Um... An an affirmation. Okay, an affirmation. I am calm and in control. I am calm and in control. I am calm and in control. My ass! If I had control, I wouldn't have circled back an exit and I would have missed the whole damn thing. If I wasn't so obsessed... I wouldn't have had to find the best pumpkin spice latte in the Southland. <laughs> and the pumpkin spice latte has nothing to do with pumpkin. That's ironic. Not a fiber, a shred, not a hint of gourd in the thing. I've seen the list of ingredients. Pumpkin's not on it. But pumpkin is everywhere. At Trader Joe's, it's pumpkin gone (laughs) wildin'. How could there be that many pumpkin products? I mean, that much demand for the stuff. (laughs) Pumpkin salad dressing, pumpkin crackers, pumpkin croutons, pumpkin ravioli, pumpkin spice chai, pumpkin ale, pumpkin butter, pumpkin ice cream, pumpkin cereal bars, pumpkin bagels, pumpkin cream cheese, pumpkin yogurt, pumpkin bread, pumpkin waffles, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin granola, gluten-free pumpkin pancakes? What the fuck? The pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) It's alluring, irresistible. I'm totally obsessed. (laughs) And what if this obsession, this quest for the perfect pumpkin spice latte, leads to my demise? But isn't that life... A series of seemingly irrelevant decisions that take you down a road that you never expected. (laughs) Like, I really never expected to be in a coffee shop next to a crime scene with an active shooter on the loose. I am calm and in control. I am calm and in control. I am calm and in control. This can't be how I go. The women in my family live such long, healthy lives. I thought I'd be like my mom playing bingo or poker well into my 90s. I should have the same privilege. I figured I'd be more likely to go out in a fiery plane crash or some tragic accident. Oh God, could this be the tragic accident? (laughs) Stopping for a pumpkin spice latte? Oh, I survived 9-11 in a hotel across the street from the Pentagon. I felt the earth shake when the plane hit. I survived the fearful New York subway rides in my traumatized city for months. Will I survive a shootout in an idyllic California beach town in a coffee shop bathroom? I can't believe I left my phone out there. What did I even say to my husband before I left? Don't forget to empty the dishwasher. Those are my parting words. <laughs> oh, and my daughter, my beautiful talented girl. What did I even say to her? Probably badgered her about her college applications or some midterm to study for. She's the lead in a show. El Donza, in man of La Mancha. <laughs> My daughter's
2: a whore. <laughs> I am so proud. I'm going to miss
5: opening night. Oh, miss so many things. Wasted so much precious time. How many hundreds of hours have I spent on Facebook? Liking statuses, playing Candy Crush, poking people. <laughs> wasted so much time, time I could have been walking on the beach, playing with the dog, making love to my husband, bonding with my daughter over episodes of Dance Moms. <laughs> These people and their guns, shooting their way out of their sadness, bullying, pain, all the violence, the deep, deep sorrow all over the world, people burying their pain. God, who am I to talk? I'm drowning my sadness and pain in a cup of pumpkin spice latte. (laughs) It's got to stop here. I admit I am powerless over the pumpkin spice. (laughs) And my life has become unmanageable. God, I realize it's been a while. (laughs) I'd kneel, but I'm in this bathroom, and, you know. <clears throat> but if you're listening, God, and you let me out of here alive, I promise I will give it up. I'll stop drinking the pumpkin spice latte. Stop eating the pumpkin spice-flavored pumpkin seeds. The pumpkin cookies, the, the pumpkin cakes and waffles, and all of it. I'll close my Facebook account. I'll delete Candy Crush and Bejeweled and Fruit Ninja. <laughs> Well, maybe not Fruit Ninja, Uh, but I promise, I promise God, I will nag my daughter less, love my husband more. I promise I will never wait again for the right moment to tell someone I love them. Dear Lord in heaven, bless me with the urgency to live my life to the fullest, to be deeply grateful for every moment to seize each day with passion. Carpe diem! (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen.
1: We were listening to Gloria Neely. Closing out this week's episode, So Bad, written and performed by Lily Brown. Back again on the Townies podcast, my wonderful daughter and co-producer, Lily Brown. Lily is an incredibly talented writer and actress with a do-it-herself attitude and her own website and graphic design business. I love my trilingual sass queen.
6: I have never wanted something so bad. It's permeating my whole being and I just want it. I can smell it, I can feel it, I can taste it on my tongue, and I want it so bad. But actually I can't fucking taste it because this guy that I knew very well is keeping me from euphoria, the glory of this cheesecake. I have it on my fork. I have this perfect bite perched just so, and it's so close to where it needs to go, and then, okay, let's just go back really quick. I was walking alone on my way home, and I decided to stop and get a piece of cheesecake. It's the best kind of cheesecake, you know? Not the kind with lemon, but the kind with vanilla bean. And they sell it at this restaurant that I haven't been to since I left my ex-guy. It's got raspberries on top, a nice mixture of red and yellow raspberries for that nice aesthetic touch. And it's drizzled with this sauce, this kind of caramel sauce. And oh my god, I've never wanted something so bad. So I walk into this restaurant apprehensive but excited because I'm fucking telling you this cheesecake is unreal I take my seat don't even look at the menu I just grab the first waiter I see and I tell him the cheesecake my good man cheesecake and just water to drink and I I sit back pleased as I think that this will be a good night after all (laughs) and then I see him I see my ex guy the man who I was dating before I met my new guy is it too late to go home? Where's the door? It's kind of far. Uh, Is there a window I can jump through? But I mean, I just ordered the cheesecake, and maybe we can get closure. I mean, maybe it won't be so bad. Ah, no, I was wrong. No, this is going to be bad. He's walking at me and gawking at me, and his face kind of looks like it's hot. And I swear to God, he's rabid, with a mouth full of foam and eyes all bloodshot and wide. I know what's coming, and it's not cheesecake. (laughs) It's something that I shouldn't be used to but I am because somehow it's not possible but I can be responsible for everything and I am. You. You're a bitch. You're a liar. You broke promises. You wasted time, money, effort that could have been put into someone else. It's a crime. Like, I should be penalized for the destruction of a man because God knows he'll never be the same. He sits down, so I know that I'm stuck here for at least until he decides to leave. I wave the waiter down and mime for a big glass of wine, because fuck it, I need it. Sorry, okay? (laughs) As I drink my red drink and wait patiently for cheesy salvation, I take blame for all things, not just erectile dysfunction, but also the blue balls, and the continuous spiral into depression. (laughs) All the comments about this and that, and the lack of respect you seem to have, really contributed to a terrible, crippling sense of self-doubt. And that job interview you bugged me about went just fine, thanks for asking. God, did you even care at all? (sighs) I hurt you. I'm sorry. I hurt you. I'm sorry. I say as quietly as I can. I'm sitting there, and I don't even get to enjoy the arrival of my saucy, very berry cheesecake (laughs) as my waiter sets it down on my table because this guy is still relaying how I hurt him, how I ruined him, and how he doesn't need me anymore. You're a dangerous woman, a menace to men. I'm actually glad we broke up for the first time in so long. I just feel so alive. I'm used to it, so it's fine. I'm used to it, so it's fine. I'm used to it, so it's fine. You know what's dangerous? I'm not even 25 years old, and there are things in this world that I've simply accepted as true. I tip my cup back and drain the whole glass as I ponder the facts of life that aren't really facts, but compromises, as the demises of bands and relationships and kingdoms fall on the shoulders of we women because we're bitchy and bossy and what, a menstrual cycle? Oh, that's not natural at all. It's like he's asking for a confession or acknowledgement of fault, and I sit there and take it like a man, not even glancing at the cheesecake, because that's the kind of lady I am. (laughs) Finally, it's quiet, as he takes a second to collect his thoughts, and then he just stops and looks at me. What? I I feel awkward taking a bite of my cheesecake. (laughs) But he's not talking, it's just sitting here and I'm looking at it and fuck, I want it so bad! (laughs) I prepare myself a bite delicately, making sure I have the right ratio of cake to crust, to berry, to sauce, and I put it up to my mouth as he gets a second wind. You never listened to me, you never paid attention to my needs. (laughs) You fall short in every way that a slutty and bossy fucked up ex-girlfriend can fall. I mean, the sex wasn't good when it even happened at all. And here I am. And here's my cheesecake, on my fork, on my mind, stopped flat on the fast track to my mouth. God, it's just staring at me inches away from final destination, and then it falls. My perfectly placed, razzy red raspberry falls, and my world comes crashing down. Lesson, I hear myself say. <laughs> You tell me that I didn't hear you, that I'm a life ruiner, I'm a slut, and somehow also a prude, and I've been sitting here forcibly receiving the verbal beating that I'm somehow deserving of, but listen, you shit. You are the biggest cheesecake cock block I've ever seen, all right? And this is very serious to me, dude. I'm seriously pissed. I shove my fork at his face, so he is confronted with the picture of tragedy, of perfection undone. Look at this cheesecake. Look at it! (laughs) It is creamy. It is delicious. And you are ruining it with your boring history lesson of who hurt who in this tale of man scorned by woman, woman just done with man. I'm sorry I hurt you. I can't tell you how sorry I am. The relationship failed. I bailed. And that was lame but I owe you nothing. Not validation, not confirmation, and certainly not sex. I came here for this cheesecake, so I'm gonna eat it and it will be better than any sex we ever had. (laughs) He looks at me, mouth open, as I take my first bite and, I ain't even feel so bad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Lily Brown closing out this week's episode. Nicely done, Lily. I'm
2: from here.
1: Here's the story. Please join us every other Tuesday for a new round of Freshly Minted Stories. I am Kim Maxwell of Kim Maxwell Studio, and we teach people to launch their stories loudly and unapologetically into the world to laugh more risk more and have bigger lives the townies podcast is co-produced by lily brown asa Larmont and ken eros studio engineering and mixing by eros creative and sound the townies theme song was written and performed by rain perry recorded and mixed by martin young and mastered by mark hallman at the congress house The Townies Podcast is in part made possible by a generous grant from the Ojai Arts Commission and the City of Ojai, a small town with big stories. You can find out more about us at thetowniespodcast.org. Thank you for listening. Nicely done, boo. I could go on the long litany of nicknames and then my daughter would never speak to me again. What are some of the others? Oh, my God. If you put this in the outtake, she'll kill me. <laughs> Starting with? Starting with, obviously, Boo, yeah. Bunny, Angel, Pumpkin, Darling, Pot Pie, Stinky Pot Pie, <laughs> Poopy <laughs> Pants. <laughs> are these all, are these kind of as yeah. you got older or are we going back? Or... You know, it's it's all a blur, Ken. Yeah got older.
3: It turned into things
1: like stinky pants. And- well, one of the things I've always like jokingly referred to my because I had a, an aunt who was a really cranky old aunt and she used to call everybody a goddamn bastard, but she would always <laughs> do it with a, bar- a a glass of bourbon and, and a cigarette in her hand. So That's she'd be like, yeah, goddamn <laughs> bastard. And so jokingly and as a term of endearment, I have quite frequently referred to my children as bastards or little bastards, little bastards. Which, little bastards. which doesn't go over as well as you you might think in ohio <laughs>